And welcome to the Project Money Badger podcast. I'm Travis and I'm your host. So this is a podcast where we talk about life domination. So before we dive in today, if you guys feel like you get any value out of the podcast, do us a favor, connect with us on social, uh, on Instagram, we're at money underscore badgers. And then mine, if you want to connect with me, is at Travis R. Vaughn. So also, if you guys could do us a favor, I know it's a pain in the ass to leave reviews on iTunes, but if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes too, uh, that would be huge. So today, guys, we're talking about excuses. So some of us look at things that happen in our lives and we try to assign uh, quote unquote blame to things. You know, some, some of us even accept the blame for these things that happen, but then we still go out and we give reasons uh, why something didn't go, didn't go right. You know, things that we feel like are, are legitimate reasons why this didn't get done in time, this didn't get done right. So there's two real explanations for this. So the first one is uh, is the worst one, right? And it's excuses. Well, we know we're actually giving excuses. You know, we, we, we know that it's an excuse. The second one is a lack of perspective, okay? So me personally, um, in my organization, I would rather deal with people who have a lack of perspective rather than people who are intentionally and knowing uh, doling out excuses, okay? So what I mean by that, with excuses, you're aware of the screw-ups or, or your missteps, but you just try to justify them with reasons. So you try to give reasons why this didn't go right, reasons why this this didn't go right. So what I usually call these people are the whole, the no excuses excuser right? A no excuses excuser. So that's like the person who comes in and they're like, Hey man, you know, I know I was late, but you know, no excuses, but this is why I was late, right? They say no excuses, but they're given the excuse and you know, you're giving an excuse. So the second one, the lack of perspective, this one has like less intent, right? It has, it has less of an excuse intent and it's more a lack of self-awareness. So what I mean by a lack of self-awareness is not being able to step outside of yourself, look down at what you're doing, what's happening and saying, hey, this is where my shortcomings are. This is where this didn't go right. This is where this didn't go right. This is how I could have avoided this. And this is what I need to do in the future to make it better. It's just a lack of self-awareness. You don't realize that it's an excuse. You truly believe that it's something that you don't have any control over. So if you truly want to eliminate excuses from your life, right, if you're a no excuser, the way to do that is to just stop it. A no excuse excuser, stop it right now. Just stop it and take to heart what we're about to talk about. Right? Just just take to heart what we're about to talk about. If you're somebody who has that lack of perspective, then what you need to do to truly eliminate excuses from your life is to take a level of self-awareness beyond what normal people have. And analyze your life with the microscope. Don't get analysis paralysis where you just look at every little detail, right? There's a dichotomy of balance. But look at what you're truly saying. Look at what you're truly saying and see if that's legitimately an excuse. So think about this. How many excuses do you think you make in a day? Like 5, 10, 20, 50, right? And a lot of us are sitting here saying, and I say us because I used to do this all the time and I still catch myself doing this, is we say, oh, I don't make excuses. Oh, good. That's great. That means you're winning at every single aspect of your life, right? 
All right, if that's true, then why are you even listening to the podcast right now? Is it for motivation? Motivation is the stupidest excuse in the world because motivation is bull. Motivation doesn't mean anything. Motivation is fake. So stop listening right now and go get after it and make something happen. Now, if that worked for you, then good. That's awesome. Proud of you. That's great. That means you just decided to nip the excuses, stop, and go take action. But if you're still listening then you know that you're making excuses. So take an inventory of all the reasons that you've given yourself and the reasons that you've given other people why you're not getting it done to the level that you want to be or more importantly, to the level that you say you want to be getting it done right now. Because there's a difference and a disconnect between what we say we're going to do, what we say we want to do, and what we actually plan in our minds on doing. So sometimes our excuses are just a way to buffer the gap between what we actually say we're going to do and what we truly plan on doing in our hearts. So some things are just out of my control. Oh, no. Right. Bullshit. Seriously, take a couple seconds. Pause this if you need to and list off three or four things that you feel are truly out of your control that you've given as a reason for not getting something done, whether it's to yourself or to somebody else, or whether or something you've given as a reason to why you didn't get something done the right way or in time, right? Yeah, some things are truly beyond our control. Sometimes they're just outside of the realm of things we have influence over. But those times are rare and few and far between. And in the rare circumstances where something truly is beyond our control, we still control how we respond to it, which is even more, in my opinion, mission critical in most cases than actually being in control of the initial action. Because us as humans, if you look at somebody, you don't think, wow. If you look at somebody and you're, tra- you're looking at somebody with admiration, you don't think, wow, that person's never been through any, any ad- adversity. They've never been through any BS. I respect that person. That's not how it works. We look at people who go through adversity and bullshit and we say, wow, that person's been through some stuff. That's pretty impressive. And they handle it well. They handle themselves well under pressure and in the midst of that shit storm. So how we respond to it is crazy critical. So if you really think about it, when things go sideways and a situation deteriorates, and it's going to, because we don't always do everything perfect. We're humans. None of us do. It's going to deteriorate, but who determines the response? You do whether it's good or whether it's bad or whether it's non-existent. The response is going to determine the new outcome. And if your response is frantic or panicked or random, then that's what your results are going to be, unpredictable. Unpredictable and inconsistent. But if you follow a methodology for responding to situations calmly, reasonably, and with a set of parameters that you've set up in the past, meaning that you've actually prepared for shit to hit the fan once in a while because it's going to, then your outcome is going to be solid, effective, and consistent. Again, solid, effective, and consistent. That's how I want my outcomes to be to things that happen, to problems that come up. Solid, effective, and consistent. So this all circles right back around to our excuses. So go go back around to the three or four reasons that we talked about before that you listed before that you feel are out of your control, right? What are they? Maybe you had a, a workout planned to go run outside or do calisthenics outside when you got off work today. 
But when you got off work, you pulled in the driveway, parked the car. It was damn near like a monsoon outside. It was about to rain, thunder. No way you could run in that, right? No way you could go flip a tire in that. No way you could take a sledgehammer and beat on a, a tractor tire, right? And there's nothing we could possibly do about that rain, right? Wrong. <clears throat> there's a couple things that we could have done about this. Some of it's proactive, some of it's reactive. Proactively, why don't we plan for that? If we were planning on doing that workout, which our, our stuff should be planned weeks ahead, uh, at, least, at least a week ahead of time, your schedule for this week should be planned on Sunday. So why don't you check the weather the night before if you're planning on doing it outside, if the weather is that important to you, and made a contingency plan if that wasn't going to work. And the second thing is reactive, right? And this is how I choose to live my life when something goes wrong. If maybe I didn't plan for it the right way, because there's stuff that I, I do my best to plan, but there's stuff that I forget to or fail to plan for all the time. And when something like that happens, go out there in the rain and get it done. That's your penance for not planning. Most of the people listening to this are young and healthy and could stand to go run in the rain for a little bit. So what could another excuse be that's outside of our control? So maybe if I'm a leader in a company, let's say. Or maybe I'm the leader in, uh, of a team that's inside of a company. And maybe one of my subordinate leaders have a team member who does something incorrectly. Maybe, maybe, they're in, um, maybe they're in the inventory department and they underestimate like an inventory reorder for a specific product and don't stock enough. Um, and the, maybe the mistake costs us hundreds of thousands of dollars in sales. And let's say I've gone over repeatedly the guidelines we need to use with the team leaders and with the team. And let's say my subordinate leaders even have gone over it multiple times that we need to use these guidelines while we're placing reorders and maintaining our inventory level. But they still deviated, did their own thing because they thought they knew better in a best case scenario. And in a worst case scenario, they were just lazy and didn't feel like doing it. That's not something I can control, is it? Whose fault is it? Is it the employee who screwed up the situation? Is it the subordinate leader? Is it their fault? Whose fault is it? It's mine. It's my fault because it's ultimately my responsibility to be sure that everyone is responsible for understanding, understanding the parameters in which they need to operate and get the desired outcome. And here's the thing. Sometimes I've made those parameters known. And maybe they still don't operate inside the parameters. Maybe they even understand why, which is critical. They have to under your, your subordinate leaders and your team have to understand not just how to do something, but why to do it. And let's say that I explain that time after time after time. Yeah, it's still my fault because it's my job to make sure that they know what to do and why it's important. And here's the thing. If I've done this repeatedly and you say, oh, how could it still be my fault then? If I've done this repeatedly and the same people keep operating outside the standards, then it's my responsibility and my duty to my team to get rid of these people, to cut these people out of my organization. Because it's not fair to me, it's not fair to the customers, and it's not fair to my team. So what are some other super common excuses that we all are tempted to hit up sometimes, right? Uh, being late, right? Being late is probably one of the most common excuses that I think I've ever heard, right? Traffic, traffic is like 50% of the late excuses, right? Leave early. 15 minutes early is on time. On time is late. And late is unforgivable. 15 minutes early is on time, on time is late, and late is unforgivable. 
I do everything I can in my life personally to not hold grudges against people. But if somebody's consistency consistently late, the grudge, the grudge monster comes out, right? Leave early, plan to leave early the night before, be proactive. Another one is I slept through my alarm. I can't stand it when people say I slept through my alarm. I don't know what organization you're in. If you're the leader of an organization, you should always be the first person in and the last person out. Hands down. 99.99% of the time, you should be the first person in, last person out. So this shouldn't even be a conversation we're having. If you're within an organization, though, which I know a lot of you guys are, slept through my alarm should not even exist. Set three alarms like Jocko Willing says, one electric, one battery, and one windup. Because at that moment when you wake up, there's too much that rests on that point in time. Too much about your day rests on that time when you get up in the morning because you set the tone for your day on what you do at that critical moment. If you get up and you get after it, then you set a tone of winning for your day and doing what you said you were going to do. But if you hit the snooze button when you weren't supposed to, and if you fall back asleep and then you feel panicked and now you're in a rush when you wake up because you woke up an hour and a half late, now you start off the day feeling like you failed and setting the tone where you can procrastinate. So set three alarms, no excuse. You forgot something maybe? Prepare the night before, put all your stuff together. I have a night routine that I do that I know would help a lot of you guys if you don't have a night routine. And part of that is getting all your stuff for the following day ready to go. Your laptop, your tablet, chargers, notebooks, whatever you need to take with you. Make sure you have it ready to go. It doesn't matter the circumstances, guys. There's almost nothing that goes down on a daily basis that couldn't have been mitigated by planning. But guess what here? No matter who you are, no matter how disciplined and prepared you think you are or usually are, there's always going to be a time where you're going to catch yourself making a little dirty, pathetic excuse, right? That's what I'm going to call this episode, dirty, pathetic excuses. We all do it. But what separates the winners from the, the losers or the whiners, right, is owning the shit out of your circumstances and focusing on the solution and not the problem. So next time you catch yourself trying to justify why something happens or why something didn't get done or why it didn't get done on time or didn't get done right, you need to do these three things. You're going to want to follow these three steps. The first one is ask yourself the reason that you're giving. And is it legitimate or if there, or is there something you could have done? Because 99% of the time, there's totally something you could have done to mitigate or eliminate that or done something better or quicker. That's step one, looking at the actual situation. Step two is accepting that it happened, and more importantly, that it was your fault. And start focusing on the solution instead of the problem. I could tell you, beyond the shadow of a doubt, the people in my life that I see accept something truly is their fault. Not like sarcastically, like, oh, I guess I should have did that for you. Like legitimately accepting when something went wrong and it was their fault. I have so much respect for those people, it's ridiculous. So accept that it was your fault. Now, once you do that, don't feel self-pity. Focus on a solution instead of a problem because you're human, you're going to mess up. What defines you, like we talked about before, is your response to situations. So focus on a solution instead of dwelling on the problem. And the third thing 
that solution that we just focused on, do it. Execute it. Because losers whine about their problems. Average people provide solutions to problems and think through solutions to, to problems to some extent. Winners and dominators execute the solution. So this system, this three-step process to go through when you feel like you're making excuses or when things aren't going right, take it to heart and follow this. Because when you can identify if the reason you're giving is legit or not, accept it happened, take the blame for it, take the fault for it, focus on the, focus on the solution and just get rid of the problem out of your mind and then execute, that's how you're going to live free because you're going to be disciplined and you're not going to have the burden of all these bullshit excuses weighing you down. So go out and crush it today, no matter what you're using as an excuse or no matter what you're letting yourself weigh you down on, eliminate it with this process and stop making excuses.